Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I want to remind you to check out Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is, not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even... Get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster. You will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Made on Zencaster. That's right. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And I'll tell you right now, folks, I had a plan. <laughs> I was going to do a tribute to Leaping Lenny Poffo this week. And something interesting happened. You know, I, I was just going to speak about the late Leaping Lenny Poffo, a.k.a. the genius, from my perspective as a fan. You know, my, my perspective as someone who grew up watching Lenny especially on the Saturday morning WWE TV show, Superstars and those things. Um, And then I heard Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, two friends of the show. Then I heard Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard do an episode of Something to Wrestle, and it was dedicated to Lanny. And, you know, it it was so well done that I want you listening right now, when you get a chance... Check out that episode if you want to hear anything about the genius leaping Lanny Poffo, Angelo Poffo's son, one of his sons, uh, the brother of the late Macho Man Randy Savage. It's worth a listen. And and I just, I couldn't do Lanny any kind of justice compared to a guy like Bruce who worked with him, knew him personally, what have you. So I'm going to leave that one alone because I think those guys did a fantastic job. And again, shout out to Conrad. He's been on the show many times. Shout out to Bruce Pritchard. Uh, so gracious. Anytime those guys are in Boston, they always show me love. Very, very nice people. Uh, big fans of theirs, as always, as you know. So we'll leave it at that. But rest in peace to the genius, Sleeping Lenny Poffo. Heart goes out to the Poffo family as well. It's a tough loss. Tough loss, you know. We, we just, it never gets easy when we lose people that, we grew up watching, idolizing, and what have you. People who have dedicated their lives to entertaining us. It never gets easy losing these folks. 
So all we can do is keep their memory alive by continuing to talk about them. You know, another loss we just had was Jerry Jarrett. Oh my goodness. Father of Jeff Jarrett and a guy who is a big time promoter, especially down in Memphis. So heart goes out to the Jarrett family and rest in heaven, uh, Jerry Jarrett. The, the, the best wrestling matches ever are happening up in the great big ring in the sky. I truly believe that. Forget about WrestleMania. Forget about Super Clash. Forget about Starcade. The best wrestling is happening up there before the Angels. So someday we will all get to see that. But not anytime soon, hopefully. That's right. That's right. On this episode, we have a uh, friend returning. Miss Marie Shadows, and you're going to hear a great conversation catching up with Marie in a moment. But before we get to that, folks, Panera Bread has a fantastic special going on right now. Check this out. Between now and the 26th of February, $0 for a delivery. Okay, there's no delivery fee if you order through the app, online. They're going to get you your goodies for free. So if, if you're an unlimited SIP Club member, you know that you, for $11.99, you get unlimited drinks once every two hours, what have you. You get to pick out one of either the charged lemonades, the iced or hot coffees, iced or hot teas, fountain beverages. Even on Saturdays, they have the SIP Club offers, which is a little special thing going on there. But, you know, you can get your drink delivered to you. And then maybe you get a pastry or a sandwich or a salad, a flatbread, what have you. It's a pretty cool deal. I love, I love free. You're going to give me free delivery? I'm all about it, man. Just makes my, my uh, decision making a lot easier. Instead of me having to go there, you can come to me. I love it. So definitely visit Panera Bread. Check out PaneraBread.com. Check out the app. Take advantage of this uh, free delivery between now and the 26th of February. Enjoy. That's right. And now, without further ado, my conversation with the incredible Marie Shadow. You know, folks, uh, I love when we have friends of the show return, especially with new news, talking about their growth and all the cool things going on. Uh, it, it makes the, the times in between that much more worth it, you know, so... Without further ado, legitimately one of my favorite people in all of pro wrestling media, this whole IWC, whatever you want to call it there, just really a, a great person, great friend, and someone that I love collaborating with, Marie Shadows. What's going on, Marie? Hi, Duke. I appreciate that. You're one of my favorite people too, man. Thanks for having me back. Well, you, you got to be careful, Marie. You don't want to tell too many people that I'm one of your favorite people because that might get you canceled. So, Look, at no. this point, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I don't care. So, so you're... I ranted <laughs> um, I ranted yesterday on, on my Twitch channel because of the trolls that I got. And I was just like, I, I don't care at this point. I'm going to continue to do what I do. And if I say that you're one of my good friends, I don't really care. You're one of my good friends. You know, it's funny because... You really have to get to that point where it's like, am I going to allow these trolls to affect, you know, what I post, what I talk about? Um, am I going to let allow them to, to a certain extent, dictate my content? Or am I just going to say the hell with them 
and just do what I know that my fans will enjoy. I know that I enjoy. I know that, you know, the people that I'm reporting on enjoy. So it's you, you get to that point, and it sounds like you're definitely past that point where it's like enough with the trolls, enough with them affecting how I feel. I'm just going to keep doing what I know I need to do, right? Yeah, because at a certain point, you realize that the trolls aren't the ones that's going to help you pay your bills. The trolls aren't going to come into your DMs and be like, hey, that advice you gave me, that was really great. Um, the trolls aren't going to be buying your merchandise. If the trolls are not going to try to line your pockets in some way, because we all do this to at least better ourselves, better our lives, and make sure that we have enough money to improve our shows. If they're not going to show any type of support like that, then you don't need them. You really don't. You really don't. And you know, anyone listening out there, no matter what you do in life, there's always going to be people that try to be detractors, throw you off your game, what have you. You can't let them win, you know, so it's it's so important. And the best revenge that you can get is to continue to be successful in what you do, you know, because it, it just stings them that much more when they realize you're not affected by their nonsense. So and Marie Shadow certainly is a testament to that, because since the last time you've been on the show, you become an author, right? Yeah, talk to I me have. about that. Talk to me about the book. So uh, for those of you that don't know and don't follow me on social media, I created a wrestling planner for 2023, and it's for all wrestling fans, even wrestlers, and even content creators. So what it is is that it's a nice little book about like 173 pages. Um, it has a full 12-month uh, calendar with a little section of like your notes and to-do and then there's two note sections. There's two different kinds. There's one that just has all like regular lines for you to write on. Um, and then the second one is lines plus a blank box that you could do whatever you want with that. You could do like bullet notes, uh, bullet notes, like a, have like a bullet journal, um, write some reminders down in that little box. Um, and then after that is the match tracker, which I love to say that if you don't like the way that Uncle Dave does his star rating matches, you could do it for yourself. You could color in the stars and uh, see if you get like, you know, one match is like seven stars, five stars, you get to color it in. And then the last section is about the year end awards that always happen in the IWC. So if you ever want to do it on your own and have your own set where it's like, you know, top 10 best wrestling moves, you can have that there too. And then I ended off with blank note pages for whatever your heart desires. You want to draw in those note pages, you could do all that. So I created this because everyone on Twitter and the IWC are like scrambling towards the end of the year to be like, hey, do you remember that match? Hey, how do you log and remember all the matches? So I created one big wrestling planner for you guys to keep it all in one place. You know, it's really interesting because, first of all, my penmanship is terrible. Okay, so we could start there. I, I learned how to type very early because I knew that the way that I write is just not pretty. Um so, okay. So I'm not a guy that, you know, is going to be writing a whole bunch of notes and things like that. I, I don't draw pictures or at least not. Well, I could draw a picture that would be some pretty impressive original art. It would also be terrible. But that's beside the point. I didn't realize that bullet journaling and, and, and planners and things like that. I didn't realize it was such a big deal until, you know, my bodyguard. She actually uh, subscribes to some type of subscription service where every month they send you a box of 
special pens and special planners oh. and inserts and dividers. And this is all like original stuff that the company makes. And I'm sitting there looking at her like it literally last weekend, she got her new box and she's showing me the stuff and she's so excited. And she's so excited that I have to like, I can't say, okay, I don't get it. I'm just looking at it like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like that. But uh, there's a whole community is my point that is dedicated to this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, and clearly you're part of that community, Marie. Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I just got into it. Um, but growing up, I always had like notebooks around. I always wrote by hand. Um, that's how like I remember a lot of like the wrestling stuff that like I talk about with you and other people is because I write all this stuff down and I learn from it. So that's my way of like learning uh, is by writing stuff down. So like I always buy a bunch of notebooks, which it's like I shouldn't be doing so, but I, I love doing that. And so I just turned what I love into a wrestling planner and then you know, put it online for people to buy. Cause I know that people like to write more than like just typing on like the screen and stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, I'm more the the writing by hand. No, it makes sense. And if you're, if you're personally writing it by hand, you know, the way that you learn that might help you remember stuff too. So I, I totally get it. Um, I'm the other way with, with the typing, but it just goes to show everyone is different. Everyone has their thing. And we all can coexist mm-hmm. together in that regard. Uh, but it's it's interesting. It's very interesting that you took this passion um, because this is what you do every day na- naturally. And you managed to yeah. combine it with your other passion, which is pro wrestling. And you turn it into a business. Yeah. Awesome. Um, because um, I was saying this to my community yesterday. Oh, no, like two days ago. Um, that like the first love originally is writing because you know when I'm younger I'm like I'm trying to figure out stuff and then wrestling came along but then wrestling was like they took over wrestling took over the number one spot of what I love and I already accomplished what I did and so the second dream is to start publishing stuff because my background is in creative writing and uh, I got a publishing certificate so I should be using it um so you know that's not the only book that I want to publish as well there's also this wrestling novel that I keep putting off um, and then there's like my poems that I want to put out. It's about getting towards the goal of my second dream is to like publish the things that I want aside from still being in wrestling. Well, I love it. I love it, Marie. Now, tell everybody, how can they get a copy of the planner? So if you guys want to get a copy of the planner, you go to Amazon. You could go to Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Marie Shadows. Be the easiest way for you to get that book plus um, a Valentine's Day journal that I have on there as well that you guys can get. Um, If that doesn't work, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Marie underscore Shadows. Slide into my DMs and I will gladly give you the link uh, that way. Yeah, slide into her DMs about the books. Don't be asking Marie for pictures of her elbows or anything like that. You know, you know, some of you people out there are freaks. So we don't need those problems. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you know, Marie, you're the person that I pay a lot of attention to when it comes to pro wrestling in Japan, uh, especially. Yes. You know, you, you kind of keep me abreast. All I have to do is read your newsletter or read your, your Twitter feed, what have you. And I, I have a pretty fair idea of what's going on so there's a mm-hmm. big event coming up 
Uh, in fact, it's oh, happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be airing this episode on Friday the 17th. So on Saturday the 18th, there's a big New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, pay-per-view, right? Yes, it is Battle in the Valley at San Jose, California. Okay, so first of all, what the heck are they doing promoting a show in the United States of America? Um, well, okay, so we have to go back a little bit further. They've been having the New Japan Strong episodes in the United States um, ever since the pandemic. However, the uh, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling was like, hey, we're going to not do the uh, New Japan Strong tapings anymore because they were like an every week type of thing. So now they're focusing on just big events such as Battle in the Valley and uh, Capital Collision that's happening like in April and stuff. So now they're just focusing on big events with the New Japan like branding plus the new japan strong branding as well now there are there are two main events so there are co-main events for this event what are the two uh co-main events there so uh the first main event is gonna be uh tanahashi versus uh okada for the uh iwgp world heavyweight championship title and then the next one is gonna be uh Kyrie zane versus uh mercedes monet for the iwgp women's uh I guess, heavyweight championship title. They put heavyweight in there. I know. You, you've never heard uh, a woman's division be referred to as a heavyweight division. So this is this is breaking news here, folks. New Japan uh, calling women I, I heavyweights. Guess, <laughs> I guess... I guess it. I guess it's heavyweight. Um, you know, when people listen to this, like, don't quote me, but I'm so used to saying like world heavyweight for like almost every championship. Um, the women's championship hasn't really been defended again. Um, ever since we saw it at like Wrestle Kingdom. So like I'm still getting used to a women's championship in New Japan per se. So does New Japan officially have a women's division? Because that wasn't something that they've had before, even though they have had women compete like China. Um, you know, they've had women make cameos, Amber O'Neill and, and uh, Maria Kanellis and folks like that. But do they officially have a women's division now? Back in the day, uh, somebody was telling me that they did, but it didn't work. It didn't catch on. That's why we have stardom. But to answer the question, no. Okay, so so then how is there a, a IWGP women's champion if there's no women's division? Well, because they're borrowing from stardom because they're still doing the stardom and like New Japan... I don't, it's not really a crossover. Uh, it's because both companies are under the Bushiro brand. So they're just asking um, Rossi, who owns Stardom, to be like, hey, can we like borrow some of your women and like have them on the show? Okay, so, so Stardom is still going to be its own separate brand. But during big events, New Japan will bring Stardom wrestlers in and have them compete possibly with wrestlers from outside of Stardom. And for the New Japan version of the world champion, the world women's championship, right? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Now, is the is the New Japan World Women's Champion automatically the Stardom Women's Champ, or are they are they keeping it no. separate titles? Uh, from what I've seen and what I understand, they're keeping it separate. So Stardom still has their Red Belt Champion, their White Belt Champion, and um, New Japan has the IWGP Women's championship so they're keeping it separate very interesting very interesting now when it comes to 
Mercedes Monet, the woman formerly known as Sasha Banks, is she signed to New Japan or is she just doing this one big event? This is where it's tricky. Um, I honestly think that in order for her to work on a New Japan show, she has to be signed by stardom because it doesn't make sense for her to have a New Japan contract where we know that New Japan, it's mainly like a men's division and Japan likes to keep everything like separated. So I think she has a stardom deal. And in that deal, she has like confirmed dates with like New Japan. That's the only way like Kairi Kairi will be on the, the show and I think that's how it worked when we did the uh, New Japan X Stardom historic crossover event over in Japan. It's very complicated. Very complicated. Very complicated. Now, I know that um, did the event sell out? I know that they sold a lot of tickets once they announced that Mercedes Monet would be taking on uh, Kyrie. So oh, yeah. how have the ticket sales mm-hmm. been overall for this event? Uh, overall, it has completely sold out. And I think it was because of that first match that was announced. And then slowly the other matches got announced. Before that match, the very first match that was announced was Eddie Kingston versus like Jay White for this event. But then once Kyrie and Mercedes came around, that's when like the show like really sold out. So I, I wonder about that, though. Because the last match of the night is not going to be the women. It's going to be Tanahashi and and Okada, right? Yeah. You know, if New Japan follows the same thing they always do, um, Okada and Tanahashi are going to close the show. Okay. The folks who actually sold the tickets, (laughs) Mercedes Monet, which I'm not even going to say folks, Mercedes Monet sold the tickets because she's wrestling her first match since being a WWE contracted wrestler. She's wrestling her first match outside of the WWE. Uh, people want to see what's going to happen. And, you know, going up against Kyrie, that's a that's a, a fun deal there because Kyrie is one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the history of uh, Japan. So I'm just I'm confused why they wouldn't put a match like that on last. I mean, it's is this sexism creeping in and, and, and kind of planting its flag and staying put? Or can you think of another logic? And, and I'm not asking you to speak on behalf of New Japan, but just based on Someone who who follows over there, who, who knows the people, who really understands um, the product and and you know the way that they build the business there. What's the logic behind not making the women be last? I would just say that um, Japan and America have two different ideologies, two different ways of thinking, and if New Japan was like an American staple, like indie show that, you know, had our way of thinking, of course, the one who sold the most tickets will be on last, right? Because it makes sense. However, because Japan likes to keep everything the way that they do, the only reason I could think of the women not being on last is just because of the way they think their ideology and stuff. You know, I, I'm always going to show New Japan love, but it's just that hard-headedness. Um, plus, anyway, they consider like Okada and Tanahashi to be the greatest wrestlers, and those guys bring in the most money over in Japan. So they just keep it that way. It's just a mentality thing. It's not so much of like sexism. It's just a mentality of like, this is what we're going to stick with. This is what we're going to do. And that's what they're going to go with. You bring up a good point, Marie. It's, it's a different culture. So 
even though the the event is happening here in the United States of America, they're showing us how they build out what they do. So, you know, yeah. Um, however, that that is sorry. Um, that is not to say that, you know, um, if like if Rocky is over there or whoever is like producing the show for tomorrow, you never know. Anything could change. They could kind of convince um you know, whoever is working backstage to put Kyrie versus Monet like last, you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. I think that whoever sold the ticket should be going on last. That's just my opinion. The main event is the last match of the night, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Now, now there's another pay-per-view happening at the same time, right? Yeah, man, it is the WWE Elimination Chamber. So this is crazy because you're talking Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns going at it. And yeah. I believe that's the main event of Elimination Chamber. It's an Elimination Chamber. So it's it's already a, a, a super duper cage match uh, pay-per-view. And at least, you know, multiple matches will be in the Elimination Chamber, right? Yeah, man. Um, the Elimination Chamber is going to be crazy. It's going to be in Montreal. I am hoping that we do not get a screw job 2.0 in 2023 uh, because I don't think we need it. But uh, whatever happens, happens. I'll be along for the ride. And then I have to decide which show I want to watch first. Well, you know, Marie, you could be like me and have one on the phone and, and one on the computer or, or one on the TV and one on the computer. You know, you, you could have multiple screens going at the same time. I could, but I'm going to be watching it with family. So, ah, like, yeah, I'd rather yeah, just yeah. pick one. Yeah. So, and then, like, the next day I'll watch whichever one I didn't watch on Saturday. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, it's, I mean, it's, we're living in an interesting time in pro wrestling where, on one hand, the WWE, the ratings are through the roof. Live event ticket sales is through the roof. Um they're they're making more and more deals with different types of brands and what have you. You know, the the Mountain Dew thing that they just did at the last pay-per-view where that that's a match that was cold black or something like that. Bray Wyatt, the Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. match. Uh that was a million dollar match. WWE got paid a million dollars to do that match. So yeah. they seemingly can't miss right now. They're they're killing it. On the flip side, you have these promotions that are struggling. I mean, no one is really watching Impact Wrestling, despite the quality of their their product being a lot better than it had been. Um, AEW, you know, people aren't watching their product and really aren't as excited about their product as they used to be. New Japan is still trying to find its foothold here in the United States, and they're actually turning over their roster in order to get more financially efficient because of some of the things they're going to be trying out. So it's 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 a real interesting thing where the biggest company is definitely getting fatter and richer and everybody else is just having to figure it out. What's your take on the state of pro wrestling in general, Marie? I mean, what do you think the about the health of the industry in general? Man, I really do think that the health of the industry is good no matter what. Um, there's a lot of options out there. Um, regardless of like companies not doing as well as WWE because WWE is really making a lot in profit. Um, but I really do think that it's a healthy state where somebody can go and to like an impact and like get a character, um, without having to worry about like, you know, 
how many people are actually seeing it. Um, you know, even though like you want a lot of people to watch you, but at the same time, if you're just new and coming up, um, and you want to get a character down, you go to impact. Um, if you want to like test your skills, you go to new Japan pro wrestling. Um, if you want to get lost in the shuffle, you go to AEW. If you want to try something new, um, and you go to MOW that can also help start jumpstart your career, you go there. Um, if you want to try to take on WWE and be like a big mega superstar, uh, you go there. Um, but I really do think overall, it is still healthy. Wrestlers have a lot of options. Uh, wrestlers don't have to settle anymore. Wrestlers can learn from the best of the best in all of those um, companies that I just mentioned. Um, from what I've been doing lately by watching wrestler matches and giving feedback to young indie stars, it's it's freaking healthy. It's healthy out there. So whatever negative stuff you hear, don't pay attention to it. It's a healthy environment. It's growing. Sure, um, there's always going to be like peaks and valleys. Like nothing is ever going to like, um, how can I say this? We're going to have like peaks and valleys. Nothing is ever going to like go, uh, nothing could ever stay up, right? And then like it goes down, it goes up. You go along for it with the ride. Just make sure to support your favorite wrestler and you should be happy. They should be happy. But it's all healthy. Speaking of your favorite wrestler, what's going on with Tama Tonga right now? I mean, you know, the guy cut his hair and he's been going on a little bit of a, a tear lately. You know, he's changed his gimmick up a little bit. There's some rumors that he could be jumping ship from New Japan and signing with one of these American-based companies. Are, are you hearing the same thing? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I am excited for him. Uh, he got me hyped after his uh, post-match uh, promo um, after him defeating uh, El Fantasmo um, at the last show in Osaka. Um, however, I really do think that Tama might be a little bit frustrated. Um, and that's just me just observing things because during the press conference that New Japan always likes to have before a big show, El Fantasmo was, you know, talking his stuff. And it kind of seemed like. Um, Tama is kind of getting frustrated because even though he loves New Japan, everyone is always like, oh, you know, uh, WWE is interested in, in Tama and his brothers. And they always want to put that out as like they got it from the source. You guys didn't get it from the source. And like that kind of thing would not get out if Tama and them wanted to like sign. Like nobody would be telling you guys that stuff. Um, but I just think that now he's a little bit frustrated with like the way the narrative is going online. However, with that being said, I would love if Tama, Hikaleo, and Loa are in WWE. I was advocating for Hikaleo to go over to WWE to sort of get like a deeper character and more character work uh, because in New Japan, he's okay. I'm just like, bro, I think you need a little bit more experience. You should go to WWE. You should be part of the bloodline. So Shatama and like Loa and all of them. And yeah, so I'm fangirling right now. But I really do think that he's getting frustrated with the way the narrative is on Twitter. Now, that's interesting. You, you said that they should go to WWE, but be part of the bloodline. Do, do you feel that yeah. we might have a situation where like the NWO where they expanded too much or even the Bullet Club, they expanded too much. Is it possible that the bloodline would expand too much if we have all these guys in? I mean, 
It would, but okay, maybe not be part of the bloodline, but feud with the bloodline. And I only say that because if people don't know the history, Haku was uh, like brought into the family of the uh, Anawai. So like he's part of that family, not by blood, but like by association. So all of them, like uh, all the Tungans have that um, like partnership, family ship. Um, I made up a new word, family ship. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I okay, they shouldn't be in the bloodline. They should like be fighting against like Roman. I just want something epic. That's all I want. That's interesting. I mean, listen, you know, Tama Tonga, I, I don't like him because he does the blue steel face with the with the eyes and all that stuff. He knows that. Yeah. But I, I, I would like to see him in the WWE because I would like to see Roman Reigns slap the taste out of his mouth. So I think that would man. be <laughs> man. <laughs> you knew I was gonna go there. Come on, you knew I was. Yeah, I know, there. I know. <laughs> it's all love, but man, yeah. Duke. <laughs> Listen, we we could we could have Tama try to challenge Roman to see who the real tribal chief is. That would be interesting. Oh my god, that would be. Oh my god, yeah. You know, or or Tama's trying to invade Roman's tribe. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I I can see it. I can see it happening. Now, Tom is not really that big of a guy, though, right? I mean, who would you compare him to in terms of size? Uh, who in the WWE is is we can visualize? This is this is about how big this guy is. That's a very good question because he did drop down in size from before. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Seth Rollins came to my head, but that's not like an accurate thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You stumped me with that one. Um, yeah, I don't know why Seth Rollins is my go-to. And then, like, Jimmy and Jay popped in because they got muscles. Um, he's definitely not, like, Roman size. But, all right, I'm going to just go with Seth Rollins, but that might be a really bad comparison. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I always assume Rollins might be even taller than Thomas. Thomas seems like he could be shorter than what folks realize. But you're saying he's, he's about Seth Rollins' size. Yeah, give or take. He's the first person that popped into my head. Yeah. So I guess we're going to go with it. Yeah. We're going to run with it. Because I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, listen, Tama Tonga, I, I know that you care a lot about my opinion. So I hope and I pray that you use every piece of political capital that you have to get yourself in the WWE. And I want you to invade Roman Reigns. Okay? I want you to, to invade the entire bloodline. I want you to invade his tribe. And then Roman Reigns is going to slap the taste out of your mouth. So that's the we can we can book it. In fact, we can do a pay per view in Japan, just so we can get all the money from doing that. Because you know I am an investor in the WWE, so we get all the money for doing that. All right. So that's I just booked it for you, Tom. All you got to do is take care of the rest. That's right. That's right. Which, by the way, um, to expand on that, right? I would love to see one day Roman Reigns in New Japan Pro Wrestling and see how he fares. You and I both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know, but look, man, if we're if we're here manifesting like fantasy booking, Roman, get your ass to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I want to see you in a match. Unless Bushi Road is going to open up that checkbook, major, 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 I can't see that happening. WWE would never let this guy go. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting, and 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 I don't even know. I mean, who? Talk to me about New Japan turning over their roster. They're getting rid of people. They're allowing people to go. Um, 
what is this all about? Why do you think they're changing things so dramatically? Because this is not a gradual thing. They're they're legitimately letting, you know, Naito just left, right? They're they're letting people go, right? No, Naito didn't leave. Naito is uh, going to be over at uh, Pro Wrestling Noah to have um, his match with uh, uh, was it the Great Muda for like his retirement tour um, for for that. So Naito is still with the company. Oh, I thought he was gone. So, so am I wrong about this? I thought they announced they were going to be doing a turnover of the roster. No. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. So I think you might uh, have a little bit of it confused, which is okay. So what's happening is that um, if certain wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling aren't doing anything, uh, New Japan is like, hey, Pro Wrestling Nowhere, like, do you like want them? Because um, Kojima... Yeah, uh, Kojima uh, is over in Pro Wrestling Noah, like really fighting and getting like belts over there. So they're they're really positioning their roster to fight in other companies if like the company wants them. So no one is really like leaving except for like you know Jay White's contract is is going to be up soon, so he's going to be leaving. Um, like other people are going to be leaving, but for the most part, they're just positioning other people in other companies. Okay, so this is basically excursions like they would, would always do, right? Talent exchanges yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's a little different than what's been reported. So shame on me for believing the dirt sheets. I'm glad you cleared that up. They're just um, telling people like, hey, you want to go over here? Go over there, you know, for the time being. Because they don't really have anything for other people to do. So that that's what they're doing. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's it's interesting because this, this whole Jay White thing, the... Humanoids, the skinny jeans wearers, flavored malt beverage folks, they're not top shelf. Um, They get so wrapped up in these darlings and they create these narratives in their mind and try to make somebody be bigger than what they are. And it's a very strange thing because it doesn't match up to reality. And Jay White is a great example because we've seen Jay White in Impact Wrestling. We've seen Jay White in AWA, and I'm talking within the past 12 months. And this guy did not move any needle. He didn't move anything. You know, in fact, I think he moved people away. There's probably less people watching when Jay White appeared on any program in the United States versus the other way around. So this guy is not a draw in the United States, and it's probably going to take some time of building him. You're not going to treat him like he was ever anybody. You're going to build him. You're going to create something new in order to get this guy over because he is talented. Don't don't get me wrong there. But I wonder this whole passion about, well, maybe the WWE wants him and oh my God, he could be in the Royal Rumble and oh my God, Jay White, Jay White, Jay White. If the WWE is able to get this guy over, especially if they're able to get him over more than AEW, which didn't get him over, and more than Impact, which didn't get him over. Doesn't that say more about the companies than it does about Jay White? So I am a very huge advocate and fan of Jay White, but I will have to agree with you in certain points. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds about right. But um, yeah, I really do think that like, it really does say more about you know the company able to get somebody over. Now, if WWE was still under Vince McMahon, 
I would totally be against Jay White not going over there. But because it's um, run by Triple H uh, for creative, I'm like, go, Jay. You'll be okay. I trust it. You'll be okay. Um, But I also think that you also write about that when he showed up in AEW, I wasn't expecting that. And that's how AEW got like, you know, their first like million. But then after that, they didn't really use him. They didn't reach out to New Japan to be like, hey, is it okay that we can take Jay White for a couple, uh, like, you know, a couple months or whatever and have him do whatever we need him to do in AEW? And then in Impact, it did kind of feel off until we got the the one pay-per-view where Jay kicked out Tama and Loa and I was just like, what the hell are you doing? Um, that's the only time that I think he kind of moved the needle. But um, I think he'll do well in WWE um, just because I trust Triple H and Triple H will allow Jay White to do what Jay White does best. The problem is, is that he has been such a huge staple in New Japan and like the Japan scene that like when when us fans, like the true fans that talk about Jay White, we are kind of very passionate about what he's done in New Japan. And then we think that it could translate over here to America, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, and that's what people have to like accept that over here is a different type of crowd. Um, here in America, we know too much about the backstage politics. We know too much behind the curtain. Over in Japan, they don't know. They keep it as kayfabe. They keep it as like, oh my God, is Jay White, you know, he's King Switch, he's Switchblade. Like, you know, would they go up to ask him for a picture? Sure, but most of them would probably say no. Um, meaning the fan. The fan would probably say no, they'll be too scared. But Japanese fans respect the wrestlers way more than like America does. And Japanese fans don't know as much as we do. So, you know, there's all that. It's interesting. I mean, it's it's... Looking at the state of AEW right now, it's it's really sad when you think about all of the people they've brought in to try to hotshot. I mean, goodness gracious, they had Will Ospreay wrestling on Dynamite. Oh, my God. And they couldn't do anything with it. So it just, and you look at it, Brian Danielson right now. He's in a program with the AEW champion, MJF, and people are not tuning in. They could care less. How do you take a Hall of Famer like Brian Danielson and you completely devalue him to this degree. Man, I would just say that on the surface, it may look like they know what they're doing. But if you're not having a writer's room, right, where you sit down, you talk about the stories, you don't even have to give them a script to be like, hey, you got to remember this and have it like verbatim. But if you have a roadmap to be like, OK, week one, we're doing this segment with MJF and uh, Danielson. Week two, we're doing this, but it's something different. As long as you have a roadmap and things make sense, then like people would get like invested. But if you're just doing a lot of things and throwing stuff at the wall and whatever sticks, you're like, yes, we're going to do it. However, the problem with that is there'll be times where there's certain segments that will work. And nobody really capitalizes on it. And then there'll be certain times where like things don't work and they capitalize on it and continue to do it. And it's like, that doesn't work. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, you're, you're going, 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 going. And then you have a period where things just like stagnate and like you throw in stuff that has nothing to do with your main event that you're trying to sell tickets for. You're trying to sell, you know, for people to go to the next event in the next town. Like you can't keep going 
like that at a hundred percent because you're gonna it's gonna fail it's gonna implode on itself and i'm not sure if aew realizes that and then for people online to be like oh well they got this partnership they got that partnership they're doing this oh but you know all that's great but you never know something can always break something and you end up failing and like it just go it just turns in on itself you know well, a prime example of that is Swerve and, and Keith Lee. I mean, you have these two stars who are coming off of WWE TV. You bring them in. These are two black male wrestlers who are experienced, by the way. You don't have to teach them how to do anything. They're experienced. And instead of plugging the big bastard Keith Lee in the, in the main event picture right away, you have him and in, in Swerve teaming up with each other. Okay, let's try this out. And then you split them off. And then they start feuding with each other instead of feuding with the rest of the roster. And now Swerve has really outshined Keith Lee, which is not a surprise. He's more experienced than he is. But you have a Keith Lee, which he's basically useless at this point. He's not credible. He wouldn't be credible in any kind of main event picture. And then you have Swerve, where you you, you create a new stable and you have Rick Ross, and that was interesting. Got a couple of viral moments out of that. And then you put two guys who have no business even being in a wrestling ring yet in Swerve Stable, and they don't even look like they fit with their tattoos and all this nonsense. So now the stable is is completely useless, and no one's paying attention to that. So here you had, a, a, you had two TV stars that you completely ruined, and you can't get the value out of them now. Same thing with Ruby uh, Soho. You had her. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with Athena. You had her. These are these are two women who are a big deal, experienced TV stars, and you've completely devalued them. And and you know, yeah, I, they've done it with in, in less than a month or two, right? Like it it, it didn't take long. Um, you know, within six weeks they went from oh they're coming game changer and now they're oh who cares? I mean, what, what do you think? Yeah, man. Uh, completely like hit hit the nail on the head. Um, I really wanted to add too is that uh, with the whole Athena thing and like Ruby, um, I really don't think it was beneficial for them. And this goes for like the whole entire roster as well. That in order to build a character, they have to go and fight multiple weeks, even though it's taped, multiple weeks on Evelation and Dark. Why? If you want people to be attracted to the wrestlers and the characters and be like, yes, I identify with them. I like, you know, oh, I like this wrestler because I can see something of myself in that wrestler so they get attached, right? The best place to do it is on national television. You're on national television for a reason. If you're putting this up on YouTube, you know, YouTube is very... uh Scary might be the wrong word, but like, but let's just run with it. Hear me out, guys. When you're on YouTube, uh, I want to say distracted. There we go. That's the word. Uh, when you're on YouTube, you get easily distracted, right? On the sidebar, you have multiple videos that YouTube is trying to recommend to you. So even if you are watching uh, AW Dark and AW uh, uh, Evolution, uh, basically, YouTube is like, oh, that's cool that you're watching that. But hey, this sidebar over here, we have the next video for you to watch. And sometimes our attention span 
kind of just goes to that sidebar and you might want to click off to go watch something else. So that's why YouTube is not really a good indicator for a wrestler to start their uh, character work on there, especially if their character work is going to be a full 180 from their babyface self that should have been on Dynamite or Rampage at least uh, to at least get the national crowd going, you know, the people at home, the ones that come from like their nine to five job um, and they want to sit down and escape uh, and by watching wrestling for a couple of hours. You're not going to get that on YouTube. And I think that that value that the wrestlers once have gets sort of like taken away because they're on a YouTube show that they should be on dynamite. You know, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, let's face it. You know that this is a lesser show. So when the talents are on a lesser show, you view the talents as lesser as well. It's just a fact. No one who is is in on the middle of the card on WWE main event is considered a big star. It's just that's the way it is. You know, when you look at NXT Next Level Up, you can accept the fact that these are not super duper big stars and they're not going to be in the main event on the regular NXT show because that show is supposed to be for the people who need to fine tune things. So that's okay. But the point is, when you take somebody who's supposed to be a contender for anything and you put them on your YouTube show, you can forget about it, man. You you just completely ruin their value. I mean, that's that's just yep. the way it is. And, and MJF, who's a champion, he can't draw flies to, to a dung pile right now. It's his fault. MJF, I'm telling you right now, you're the champion. I don't care how bad the booker is. I don't care how bad the company is. I don't care how bad the creative is. At the end of the day, people are not interested in tuning in and and checking out the program because at least they're going to see you. On the flip side, you have a guy like Roman Reigns. And even when we felt Roman's character was the worst it ever was, the fact of the matter is people still tune in to see him. When we thought John Cena was the worst it ever was, people still tuned in to see him. No one is tuning in to see you, MJF. You got the same amount of fans as you always have. In fact, you lost what was in the beginning when you weren't champion. CM Punk was a big difference maker over the past year and a half for that company. And now that he ain't around, no one cares. So, you know, Tony Khan, good job again, brother. You, you've done a fantastic job of proving everyone right. You're going to have to hire writers like Marie Shadows. You're going to have to get an experienced booker. You're going to have to do all the things you should that you said you were never going to do. And that you stayed away from doing because you think you know better. You're going to have to go back and and go do all of those things if you want a successful company. (laughs) That's the scary part about it. And oh, by the way, you need to feature more women's wrestling and more male single wrestlers of color in the title hunt. Okay? I still am going to beat that drum because I continue to be proven right. Your company continues to fail because you are not doing these things. And oh, by the way, you said that you were going to be doing these things. Did you see that list of uh, AEW wrestlers and what they make? The, the the top 10 highest paid AEW wrestlers of 2022? No, I did not. Well, you know, they say Moxley's making uh, six grand and then, you know, other people are on there. They're all men, by the way. All men on that list. Uh, now, what happened to this whole concept of uh, women were going to get paid equally to the men? What happened? Look, man, I I just want to chime in with that whole thing because, like, 
I'm starting to see it now where like there was definitely like a lot of promises made, especially when like Cody and Brandy were still there. And then the moment that Cody and Brandy left, it's like, yeah, we could see all the the cracks and defaults and stuff like that. I do want to point out an observation, though, which I'm not sure if anyone else in the Internet Resident community has uh, seen unless like my Twitter algorithm is all messed up. However, I have not seen a lot of uh, Tony Khan tweets um, about like, you know, him over explaining the product of AEW. And I haven't really been seeing him really take the fan criticism or even, you know, whatever they say on Twitter uh, to change up the show, because he did say on Twitter that like he listens to the fans unlike, you know, other uh, wrestling companies. But lately, it seems like he doesn't listen to us anymore. There's a huge um, Twitter section that complains about John Moxley always blading and the camera picking up the freaking blading process. And as much as we scream about it, it's not being uh, done. It's not being fixed. Um, so, yeah, I kind of figured that, like, you know, why would Tony Khan stop listening to the fans and continue to do what he thinks is best? Um, I really do think that eventually AEW has to um, just refocus and like really try to remember the vision, as Cody Rhodes put it so elegantly uh, during his conversation with uh, Ariel. But yeah, I did not see that thing about how much money the wrestlers make. Um, you know, I don't know if it's ever going to get to a point where anything makes sense for like AEW. Well, I mean, you, you see what the WWE has done with Cody Rhodes. I mean, this guy is going oh, to the man. main event of Wrestle. How can you have a WrestleMania main eventer in your company and you never capitalized on him? How is that possible? I don't know, man. I wish I was a fly on the wall to let you know. Like, even just thinking about it or even just talking about it, you're like, yo, Cody knows what he's doing at this point in the game. Sure, there's always room to like learn and improve, but I will pick his brain and I'll be like, sir, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. All right, how will we do this? How will we do that? Um, I don't know, man. I just think that Cody was the one that really held the company together. And then when he left, it's like, you left it to children. I'm sorry, like he, he left it to children. I mean, think about this. And you're absolutely right. They left it to children who are more interested in their inside jokes and nonsense, nonsense, than they are into uh, putting out something that's good business. You had Cody Rhodes, who's about to main event WrestleMania. You had Brian Danielson, who's main evented at WrestleMania. You had CM Punk who never main evented a WrestleMania, but he, he at least had years where he was the most talked about wrestler for different periods of time. You, you had all these guys. You had Kenny Omega, who was the darling of New Japan Pro Wrestling for years and, and went viral a couple times. You were able to bring in Will Ospreay to wrestle. You had all of this talent in your company, and you were not able to capitalize on it. If that doesn't tell you it's time to get rid of whoever's booking that show, I don't know what what will. That's it. Well, that means that you have to get rid of Tony Khan because he does everything. Yeah, and that's the point. I mean, hey, listen, he he told me himself in, in when he when he was jumped in my DMs talking nonsense. He told me himself. He's the one who writes it. He's the one who books it. Okay, Tony. You're, and that's why it continues to be terrible. Um anyway. Yeah. Marie, 
it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate you very much, my sister. Before I let you go, what's on? What's the spread? You know, I got to ask you about food. What's the spread tomorrow? What's the big thing you're gonna have? Uh, tomorrow I don't know, but yesterday I made a pretty decent meatloaf for the first time. Now, do, do you use hamburger meat to do that? And I and I know some some wise guys can say it's all ground beef. No, 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 it's not all ground beef. What kind of meat did you use to make your meatloaf? Was it just regular ground beef? Was it hamburger style? Like, what did, what did you do there? Uh, I just use regular ground beef. Um, I I bought like a big family pack, um, so I had like a, a lot of it sitting there. So I was just like, oh, let me just use it. And then um, I seasoned it. Um, I added some uh, raw onion to it so that when it cooks, I get that sweetness to it. Um, but yeah, just regular ground beef, eighty twenty. And then you did the ketchup at the end there. Actually, I added it on after it came out of the um, the oven, and it was still good. I was like, yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. I'm not big on meatloaf, but I do, you know, every now and then when I have a meatloaf, it's got to be good meatloaf. It's got to be good. If I'm going to eat it, it's got to be good. Okay. If I'm not going to get the frozen dinner meatloaf, I got to go get the real stuff. And I'll I'll tell you what I've been doing lately is buying hamburger meat. So it's, it's already seasoned and all that other good stuff by the store. And then I take it and put a little bit of my oil. Other kind of seasoning on top, but I make meatballs out of it. Yeah, that's always a good thing to do. Um, I like putting meatballs like in the oven sometimes to just to like have a different way of doing it so that way I don't have to like, you know, use my pans or whatever and then clean it up. Um, for today, um, I'm making something with like legs and thighs of like chicken. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Well, listen, you got to let me know because I, I have some legs in the freezer that I have no clue what to do. I made the mistake. And I'm sure someone out there has done this before. I made the mistake of buying corn meal instead of corn starch. Oh. <laughs> so I'm thinking uh, I'm going to make some yeah. fried chicken and I'm going to, you know, I got my flour, I got my egg, I got, and then I think yeah. corn starch, but it was actually corn meal. So that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can. It's, it's technically it, like it can, but it, it'll just be a weird texture after like you eat it. Um, if you want to use the cornmeal, uh, get yourself some self-rising flour, get yogurt. And by the way, Italian people out there and the Italian gods do not strike me down for what I'm about to tell Duke what to do. But if you want to make pizza with just two ingredients, right, you get self-rising flour, you get yogurt. Uh, you do like a two to one ratio in a way. You make a dough, you spread it out, put some cornmeal on the bottom of like your pan, put the dough on it after it's like stretched out, make your pizza, put it in the oven and you're good. Wait, wait, wait. It tastes wait, exactly wait. like pizza. Wait, 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 wait. You said yogurt? Like like non-fat? Yes. Regular yeah. plain yogurt? Yeah. And, uh-huh. and, and, and self-rising? Flour. Okay. So the flour, so you don't need to put any yeast in it because it's already, no. it's already activated. Uh-huh. Right? Got it. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I made it like twice. So Italian gods do not strike me because I am like half Italian and that's going to be like a no, no. They're going to take away like my Italian car. But (laughs) if you're if you're if you're strapped for time, uh, best best thing to do. It's yogurt and uh, self-rising flour has a lot of protein in it. And then when you throw in like the sauce and the cheese. Oh, it's great. Wow. Okay, I'm going to have to try that out. I mean, listen, now that eggs are so expensive, people are they're doing applesauce, they're doing yogurt, they're finding other ways to bind stuff. So I'm not I'm not surprised you said yogurt, but for pizza dough though, I that's wow, you you 
yeah. throwing me off on a loop here. That's that's a, a good one. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, listen, Marie, why don't you let everybody know the best way to contact you once again? How can they get some more Marie shadows in their life? All right, guys. So this was fantastic. I always love being on Duke show. Uh, so you can find me over on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. That's the best way uh, to reach me and interact uh, with me for anything uh, wrestling related, writing related. Um, you can also uh, visit me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Every single Tuesday on Twitch, I do review wrestler matches. So if you are an indie wrestler out there, contact me either via uh, Twitter or show up at my Twitch. And if you want me to watch your match, I would gladly watch it, give you feedback, uh, help you improve in the business because it's never about, you know, stop learning. You always got to learn. You always got to teach. Other than that, sign up to my wrestling newsletter, marieshadows.substack.com. I have a Patreon coming out with exclusive wrestling reactions to old school wrestling. You guys don't want to miss that. And last but not least, if you want to get the wrestling planner, head over to amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Marie Shadows. Um, if you don't really want to do that, just contact me on Twitter. Stop the presses. Call your mama, your, your grandmama, your friend, your cousin, your neighbor down the street. Let them know that Inked Magazine is on the hunt for their next cover girl. And most important, let them know that Shayla M needs to be that cover girl. Okay, folks, I want you to do me a favor. Head over to Instagram and go over to the account Shayla's Gallery. That's S-H-A-Y-L-A-S-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y. Shayla's Gallery. Check out her bio because there is a link to the Inked Magazine CoverGirl search. Click on that. Vote for Shayla M. Let's help our homegirl become the next cover girl for Inked Magazine. It'd be fantastic. You know Shayla. She's a wonderful person. Uh, she has a fantastic and active TikTok, OnlyFans. You know, this is someone who absolutely would love to support and appreciate. And the best part, she'll come on the show and let you know about that. All right. So please, if you do anything this weekend, check out Shayla's Gallery on Instagram. Click on the Inked Magazine link in her bio and vote for Shayla M. That's right. Always a great time when we talk to Marie Shadows. She just she's fantastic, man. She's fantastic. You know, what's, what's interesting about Marie is that she's never afraid to try new things, especially as it relates to e-commerce and, and building out her brand uh, on the web here. So I'll just have random conversations with Marie and just about every time I'm learning something new. Oh, that's possible. Oh, maybe I should check that out. Oh, you're doing that on Twitch or you're, you know, you're part of this affiliate program or wow, you made money off of that. Marie is just, she's a really, she's an entrepreneur, sharp as hell, talented as hell, and she just has a good eye for a lot of things. So I, I respect Marie to the hills, always appreciate talking to her. And I enjoy when you get to hear our conversations, because what you just heard was a normal conversation that Marie and I will have. You know, it's just a lot of fun and informative, for sure. Duke Loves Wrestling on Gmail. Duke Loves Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook. Let me know what you think of the show. You know, wherever you're listening, definitely give us a uh, five-star review or 
two thumbs up or whatever it is. Always appreciate that. It's going to be an interesting weekend, man. You know, you got two big premium live events, aka pay-per-views going on with WWE and New Japan, as we spoke about. While women are wrestling, they're still chugging along there and definitely going to be having more of the ladies on the show as well. But between Friday and Sunday, wherever you are in the United States, you get to see WOW Women of Wrestling. And for all of us also, you can just head over to their uh, YouTube. And a condensed version of their show is available on their YouTube. So you can definitely check that out as well. But uh, shout out to them. So just wrestling, 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 wrestling. Wrestling is accessible. It's everywhere. And you will not hear any complaints from me on that. That's right. That does it for this week. As always, folks, be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>